Chapter 10 of Jewish Fairy Tales and Fables by Aunt Naomi. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Badrian. The Fool of Athena. Athena was a city a few days' journey from Jerusalem. Its people were envious of the reputation of Jerusalem. They wanted to be considered as important as the people of the famous city, and they never hesitated to say nasty things about Jerusalem. Once, a merchant of Athena paid a short visit to Jerusalem, and when he returned home, he told a lot of silly stories about the sacred city and its people. It is not a city at all, he said laughing, it is really a big lunatic asylum. All the people are mad or fools. Their customs are absurd. Everything they do is ridiculous. Naturally, everybody laughed heartily, and afterwards, when anybody in Athena wanted to call a person a fool, they said he came from Jerusalem. Go to Jerusalem meant that a person was silly, and only fit to live in Jerusalem and not in Athena. News of this reached the holy city, and the dwellers there were most indignant. A number of the leading merchants held a meeting, and they decided that something must be done to put a stop to the foolish stories told in Athena. It is easy for us to decide that this should be done, said one of the merchants, a man named Hafiz Ben, but it will be exceedingly difficult to carry out our desires. We must do something to make the man who spread the report ashamed of himself. How this was to be done was the puzzle, and there was silence in the room while everyone thought deeply. I have a plan, cried Hafiz Ben suddenly, and he told it to the others in a whisper. They all chuckled, and said it was an excellent idea. They agreed also that Hafiz Ben was the best possible person to carry out the plan. One day, therefore, Hafiz Ben left Jerusalem alone for Athena. When he arrived there and said that he came from Jerusalem, a big crowd gathered round him and laughed at everything he did. When he went to an inn for refreshment, they gathered round the door and jeered at him. Put his plate of food on the floor, he will lap it like a cat, shouted one to the innkeeper. Is it true, asked another, making a mock bow to Hafiz Ben, that in your great asylum city, you lie on your backs at your meals and let your servants pour your food into your throats through a funnel? Hafiz Ben took no notice, but sat and ate his food quietly. The crowd grew bigger, but suddenly the people parted to make way for one who seemed to be a person of importance. When he got to the door of the inn, he looked closely at Hafiz Ben. Then he turned to the crowd and said, of a truth, it is a Jerusalem fool. I recognize him by his long ears. All the Jerusalem asses have long ears. The crowd laughed all the more, 
and the one who had spoken entered the inn. Pray be seated, and peace be with you, said Hafiz Ben to him. Ha <laughs> ha, did I not tell you, cried the man of Athena to the crowd. In Jerusalem they always put the cart before the horse. Did you not observe that he first asked me to be seated, and then gave me the salutation? Hafiz Ben gathered from this man's speech and manner that he must be the person who had spread all the silly stories about Jerusalem, and he became very anxious to make friends with him. You know Jerusalem, said Hafiz Ben. Of a truth, replied the man proudly, I, Sidi Abdullah, alone have visited your asylum city. It is from me that they know of you. Hafiz Ben called for wine for Sidi Abdullah, which greatly flattered that person. When he had drunk his fill, he proposed that they should take a walk through the city, and Hafiz Ben readily assented. His plan was beginning to work splendidly. A large crowd followed Hafiz Ben and Sidi. Suddenly Hafiz Ben stopped and raised his hands in horror. Oh, I have broken my shoestring, he said in a loud voice, so that all could hear. Please, friend Sidi Abdullah, lead me to a shoemaker, so that he may repair it for me. Sidi Abdullah laughed heartily. Did I not tell you, he said to the crowd, the Jerusalem man says that only a shoemaker can repair the string of his shoe. Hafiz said nothing, but walked quietly in the midst of the jeering crowd, to a shoemaker's shop. I will leave my shoe with you so that you can repair the string, he said. I will call for it in an hour. The shoemaker was too much surprised to speak for a minute. Then he was about to say that it was not necessary to leave the shoe and that he had shoestrings of all colours to sell. But Sidi Abdullah whispered to him that the stranger was a fool from Jerusalem. Good sir, said the shoemaker to Hafiz, this is indeed a most serious breakage of your shoestring. I shall put three of my best workmen to the task of repairing it, so that it may be finished within the hour. In an hour, Hafiz Ben and Sidi Abdullah called again, and the shoemaker showed them the shoe with a new string. You perceive, sir stranger, he said to Hafiz, a new lace had to be made. It was no easy task, but as you see, sir, it fits exactly. It is indeed excellent, replied Hafiz. You are a wonderful shoemaker. What is the amount of my debt to you for this marvellous workmanship? To you, sir, a stranger, only one ducat, replied the shoemaker, winking at the crowd. They all laughed merrily, because that was the price of a new pair of shoes. It is amazingly cheap, said Hafiz. I could not think of taking advantage of so profoundly learned a workman, simply because I am a stranger. I must pay you two ducats. He paid the shoemaker two ducats, thanked him profusely, and left with Sidi Abdullah. Everybody was convinced after this that the people of Jerusalem must be idiots. 
The next day, Hafiz Ben broke the string of his other shoe, and again he went to the shoemaker and paid two ducats for a new one. Sidi Abdullah could not refrain from expressing his astonishment. Shoes in Jerusalem, he said to Hafiz, must be most costly if you pay two ducats each for laces. They are indeed expensive in our city, Hafiz answered. They sell for ten ducats a pair. It is seldom they can be bought for so low a price as nine or eight ducats. Sidi Abdullah remained silent and thoughtful for a few minutes. Then he said, If I bought shoes here and took them to Jerusalem to sell, I could make a fortune speedily. Even so, answered Hafiz gravely, you could amass a fabulous wealth in less than a year. Of a truth I could, said Sidi Abdullah eagerly. I will do it. You are wise, said Hafiz. Sir, you have been exceedingly kind to me during my brief stay here. I will help you when you come to Jerusalem with shoes. Sidi Abdullah was delighted. He bade an affectionate farewell to Hafiz and determined to keep his great secret to himself. The fools of Jerusalem will pour gold into my coffers, he said to himself. Quietly he set to work and spent nearly all his money on shoes of all sizes. He loaded them in huge bales on his camels and set sail with his caravan for Palestine. He sent one of his men on in advance to inform Hafiz Ben of his coming. Hafiz immediately called together the merchants who had attended the first meeting. My plan is proceeding excellently, he explained to them, and they were overjoyed to hear that Sidi Abdullah was coming. Now we shall be avenged for the insults he has heaped upon us, they said. A procession of merchants was formed to the gate of the city by which Sidi Abdullah's caravan would enter. There they waited, while Hafiz and two others went a little way out of the city to meet Sidi Abdullah. Greeting to you, Sidi Abdullah, said Hafiz, when they met the merchant of Athena. All the people of Jerusalem are looking forward eagerly to your coming. We have been sent out to give you welcome and to inform you of the rules of trading in our city. What are your rules? asked Sidi Abdullah, very much impressed by this deputation of welcome. They are but two, replied Hafiz. Wherefore, I have two companions with me. One is a barber, the other a painter. Why these people? asked Sidi Abdullah in surprise. It is enacted by the laws of the great city of Jerusalem, said Hafiz, drawing forth from his robe a long scroll and reading it, that whosoever cometh from an outside city to trade with us must first have his head shaved and his face painted black. It is a strange rule, said Sidi Abdullah in astonishment. It is the law, clause 3, section 89, subsection 302, Hafiz answered, reading from the scroll. You would not have us break our laws, would you? We impose no duty on merchandise, and your profits will be great. 
Sidi Abdullah looked at the shoes of the two men with Hafiz. They were extremely shabby. The men had put on their oldest and most torn shoes purposely. So be it, he said, and while he sat on the ground, one man shaved him and the other painted his face black with sticky paint. It feels uncomfortable, muttered Sidi Abdullah to himself, and my appearance must be ridiculous. But what matters it? I shall amass wealth by my large profits from these idiots. A great crowd waited for the caravan at the city's gate, and when Sidi Abdullah with his black face and shaven head entered, a huge shout went up. He thought it was a cheer of welcome, so he bowed repeatedly to the people as he marched at the head of his caravan to the marketplace. Everybody knew because of his black face that he was the man who had insulted the city, and he looked so funny that even the children and the beggars laughed heartily. Sidi Abdullah was, however, too busy thinking of his profits to take any notice and as soon as he got to the marketplace, he unpacked his shoes. There were hundreds of them, of all shapes, colours and sizes, and he spread them out on the ground, while many people gathered round. I bring you cheap shoes, noble people of Jerusalem, he said loudly. I bring you beautiful shoes of exquisite workmanship. Never before have you seen such splendour in footwear. Never in the history of your holy, sacred and beautiful city have shoes been sold so cheaply as I shall sell them to you. What is the price? asked several people. Nine ducats a pair, said Sidi Abdullah. But the people laughed so loudly that he could scarcely make himself heard. What did you say, black face? he was asked again. Repeat your words of wisdom, shaven crown, cried others. I said, nine ducats a pair, shouted Sidi Abdullah, but I shall certainly not sell for less than eight. Take them home, cried the people. We have never paid more than a ducat a pair. What? screamed Sidi Abdullah in great astonishment. Take them home while you have the opportunity, said several people, picking up shoes. I will sell for seven ducats a pair, for six, cried poor Sidi. He was getting very hot with excitement, and the perspiration on his face was melting the black paint, which began to run in streaks down his cheeks. We will not have them at any price, you fool of Athena, shouted one man, and he flung a shoe at Sidi Abdullah. Fool of Athena, cried the others and everyone seized a shoe to fling it at the poor merchant. Stop! Stop! he screamed. Five ducats! Four ducats! But the shoes began to rain fast on him, and fearing that he would be seriously injured, he commenced to run towards the gate by which he had entered. Through the streets the crowd followed, pelting him with his own shoes. At the gates of the city he saw Hafiz Ben. Save, save me, he cried piteously. Once outside the gates you are safe, said Hafiz. The people will not follow you outside the city. When next you visit a strange place, you will not poke fun at it. Bruised, footsore and weary, 
Sidi Abdullah set off for Athena, realizing that he had been well punished for his folly. End of chapter 10